Good morning, International Christian Fellowship online campus. You see, I have this sign that says smile because today is a great day for you to smile and remember that God has a great word for you. We're so glad you decided to join our service online. I pray that you'll enter into worship. I pray that you'll receive from the ministry of the word. And in the end, I pray that you will make a new commitment for this week and the coming weeks that you will follow the Lord, you will listen to the Lord, and you will live for him with a smile on your face. Enjoy the service. Good morning, ICF Rome family. It's Pastor Jennifer. Wow, I have heard amazing reports of all that God has been doing in Rome. I have some amazing reports to bring you next Sunday. And today, I'm so thankful for Alex bringing the word. I want to do communion with you next Sunday. So we're gonna do communion next Sunday and we're gonna dedicate ourselves in this Easter month, this resurrection power month, to remember that we are completely convinced of his supremacy in our lives, in our circumstances, and in every detail of our church family at ICF Rome. I have had the privilege of ministering in several states at multiple churches and conferences and conventions and the Lord has done mighty things brought new partners alongside and so I just wanted to greet you this morning I want you to lean into the word that Alex has for us today and I want you to know that we are going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ I am praying for you I believe in what God wants us to do right there in Rome Italy and I'll be back in just a few days, and we're going to have a fabulous April. So God bless you. We will have communion together next Sunday. God bless. Amen, amen. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Yes, it's great to be in the house of the Lord. And I would like to say welcome to our online, online uh, campus. And we have so many people here who have joined us, but we have people online as well who are watching. So thank you for joining us today. And as my brother Bose mentioned, this month we are looking at completely convinced of his supremacy and sufficiency. Amen. In January, in January, we looked at completely his. And the verse of that month was Psalm 150 verse 6, which says that let everything that has breath praise the Lord. In February, we looked at completely loved. And the verse was from Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 to 29. And it says that God wants everyone to know his rich and glorious secret, inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing. And then just last month in March, we looked at completely connected. And we took the verse from Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. It says, do your best job you received from the master. Do your very best. And this month, we are here in April, we are all excited, and we are going to talk about completely convinced of his supremacy and sufficiency. Let's pray together. Father, Lord, we commit today's service into your hands. Father, as I preach the word, I pray, Lord, that you will use me to speak what you want to say to your people. Father, Lord, I'm just a messenger, and I put my intelligence aside, I put my wisdom aside, and take on what you want me to do. Father, I pray the hearts will be open, ears will be open, so they will hear your word and they will understand what you have for them today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. 
Oh, everybody say amen. Okay. So, completely convinced of his supremacy and sufficiency. And we are reading from Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. It says, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphant over them by the cross. It is one of the toughest concepts for people to accept because it challenges naturalism. And what is naturalism is basically a philosophy that says that everything that happens can be explained with science. And you don't need to revert to a supernatural force to explain what's going on. It also challenges democracy because democracy says that whatever the majority believes is what stands. But then in Christianity, we don't practice democracy. We, we practice theocracy where God is in charge, not the majority. So God takes charge of whatever he wants to do. And it is the foundational truth of all Christian theology. He is self-sufficient. He is independent. He is God who lacks nothing. He created the heavens and the earth. And he, is, he says that he is, I am who I am. He has no equal. He has no rival. You can clap for God. And again, this challenges science and math. Because in math, we say that one plus one equals what? Two. But then in Christianity, we say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit equal one everlasting God. Amen. Now, I want to talk to you about a renowned scientist called Francis Collins. Some of you may know him. He, is, he was the former director of the National Institute for Health in the United States of America. And he led the Human Genome Project. And they determined over 3 billion different configurations of, of the human genes. And it's today what we use as our DNA instruction book. And he is currently the science advisor to the President of the United States. He was appointed in February, so less than two months ago. This man knows what he's about. And this is something he said that I want us to take note of. After all his research, after all the science, after all the lab time, this is what he said. He's, he's the author of a book called The Language of God. A scientist presents evidence for belief. And this is what he said. I cannot see how nature could have created itself. Only a supernatural force that is outside of space and time could have done that. Amen. So that talks about God's supremacy. So let's talk about his supremacy. What is the meaning of the word supreme? What does supreme mean? When we say supremacy, what does it mean? It means highest in excellence or achievement, greatest or maximal degree, greatest in status, authority, or power. Another word for supreme is sovereign. Most of you hear of the word sovereign. Sovereign means that you don't need any external force. You can stand on your own, and that is who God is. Let's see what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 from verse 9 to 10. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body, or in him dwells all the completeness of God in human form. And then it goes on to say, so you are also complete. Everyone say complete. complete. You are also complete through your union with Christ, 
who is the head over every ruler and authority. Amen. There is no authority that is greater than Jesus Christ. There is no power above Jesus Christ. Now let's see what the Bible also says in Colossians chapter 2 from verse 14 to 15, which happens to be our verse of the month. It says, He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it on the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Amen. Amen. You see, when, when they captured Jesus Christ and they were taking him to the cross, they, they thought they had won the battle. They were very happy, but they didn't understand that God had a plan and God is supreme. Now, let's see what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 46. I'm going to read from from verse, verse 8 to 11. But before, let's look at what it says in, in chapter 9. It says that, Remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. So that brings me to my second point of today. God creates and controls all things, but within the boundaries of his purposes. See, God can control all things. God created all things. He created us, human beings, to worship him. That was the purpose. But then, he didn't want to force us to worship him. So that's the boundary of that purpose. And that's why we have our free will. God can control everything. He's in charge of everything. He can do everything. But he didn't want to force us. So he makes sure that he doesn't cross his own boundaries. Isn't that amazing? And let's see what I'm going to read what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 46 from verse 8 to 11. And I'm reading from the message translation. Think about this. Wrap your minds around it. This is serious business, rebels. Take it to heart. Remember your history, your long and rich history. I am God, the only God you've had or ever will have. Incomparable, irreplaceable. From the very beginning, tell you, telling you what the ending will be, all along letting you in on what is going to happen, assuring you I am in this for the long haul. I'll do exactly what I set out to do, calling that ego Cyrus out of the east from a far country, the man I chose to help me. I've said it, and I'll most certainly do it. I've planned it, so it's as good as done. Amen. And the verse 10 in another translation says that only I can tell you the future before it ever happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Amen. So that's talking about the supremacy of God. Let's talk about his sufficiency. When we hear of the word sufficient, what do we think about? It means that we have an amount of something or a quantity of something that in itself is enough. You don't need any other thing to, 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 to help it achieve its purpose, right? So that is what sufficiency is. And, and to explain his sufficiency, God's sufficiency, I'm going to talk about a Bible character many of us may be conversant with. He's called Daniel. How many of you have heard of Daniel? Yes, that's good. So we, we know about Daniel, and then there are certain stories we hear that are very outstanding when we talk about Daniel. And I, I just want to give us the, the background as to who Daniel, Daniel was exactly. So 
King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon in the times conquered Jerusalem. And Daniel happened to be, let's say, a citizen of Jerusalem when this happened. And then King Nebuchadnezzar said he wanted to select young men, strong, intelligent, smart, all the, all the fancy words that you can use. He wants, he wants them to be selected so that they will serve in the royal palace. And that is how Daniel found himself in the royal palace in the first place. And Daniel served under four different kings. So he was there for a long time. And this is what the Bible says in Daniel chapter 1, verse 21. It says, Daniel remained in royal service until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. So I will mention some, some of the, the kings while we, while we go on with the story. But I just want to give you an idea who Daniel was and how long he, he stayed in the royal palace. And we all know about King Nebuchadnezzar's dream of a huge shining statue of a man. And when he had this dream, he wanted, he wanted to know what the dream, the, the dream meant because it was very strange to him. So he had a lot of wise men, he had a lot of magicians, he had a lot of sorcerers. And then he called all of them and said, I've had a dream, I want you to come and tell me what the dream was. I'm not going to tell you what the dream was. You tell me what the dream was, and then tell me the meaning of the dream. But then most of them, or let me say all of them but one, came and said, it's impossible. What you're asking cannot be done. It has never been heard of. How can I tell you what you dreamt of when you slept at night? It's just impossible. And so he got angry and said, what is the use of all these wise men in my kingdom? If you, if you can't do this simple thing, what is your use? All these sorcerers. So he ordered that they killed all of them, all of them. And then Daniel came to the rescue. Daniel said, take me to the king and I'll be able to talk to him and interpret his dreams. So Daniel went to his friends. They prayed together. He sought the face of, of God and God showed him the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had. And then he went to King Nebuchadnezzar and he interpreted the dreams. So this gave Daniel a lot of prominence in the kingdom of Babylon as at the time, because there was no one else who could do it but Daniel. And then King Nebuchadnezzar had yet another dream about a tree. And of course, knowing what Daniel could do, they went to Daniel and Daniel again explained that dream. And that dream came to pass because he, he, he had a dream about a tree standing in the middle of the earth and other things happened. I'm not going to go in, 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 in details. Now, there was another king, King Belshazzar, who was the successor of King Nebuchadnezzar. He was also having a feast one day in the, in the royal palace, and then he saw a hand writing on the walls. It was something he did not understand. It was a language that they did not speak. So he didn't get what was going on. And it was very strange to see a hand writing on the wall. So he tried to get people to explain to him, of course, no one else could do it. But Daniel again came to the rescue. Now, Daniel explained the dream. And I want us to read something in Daniel chapter 5, verse 29. Then at Belshazzar's command... Daniel was clothed in purple. A gold chain was placed around his neck, 
and he was proclaimed the third highest in the kingdom. The third highest in the kingdom. In today's terms, Daniel was a VIP, or let me say a VVIP, or a celebrity, or what other words do we use? I'm sure Daniel, in, in today's life, will be moving around with a convoy. He was a big man. He wasn't just an ordinary person. But the people in, 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 in the, the kingdom, us at the time, the administrators and, and, and everything, were not very happy about how Daniel was, was prosperous, right? He, they, were, they were not very happy. And going back to King Belshazzar, after this dream and after Daniel had interpreted the dream, he, he was killed, and then the, the Medes and the Persians took over. So there was a third king called King Darius. And for those of you who know, it was under King Darius that Daniel had to face his big, for want of a better word to use, trouble. Now, even under King Darius, Daniel still, ha- still had prominence in the kingdom. He was very much revered. He was a wise man, and everyone respected Daniel. But then the other administrators were not happy, so they wanted to trap Daniel because Daniel prayed to God all the time. Daniel believed in God's supremacy. Daniel believed that he was in the kingdom, but then he belonged to another heavenly kingdom. Amen. And this is what happened. Uh, I'm going to read Daniel chapter 6 from verse 6 to 7. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king. They went to King Darius. And they said, may King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. And that brings me to the third third point for today. Stay in constant communication with God. Stay in constant communication with God. And I'll explain why I say that. Now, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, this is what Daniel did in response to the edict from the king. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room, where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. You see, Daniel had always stayed in constant communication with God. So the edict didn't change what he was going to do because he kept praying to God, even under King Nebuchadnezzar. He was praying to God under King Belshazzar. He was praying to God under King Darius. So he's not going to stop just because of an edict. And so, you know, we pray because God is supreme. We pray because God is sufficient. We pray because God is all we need. Amen. And you see, Daniel defied the odds of the king, and he prayed three times daily. That's what he always did, and that is what he continued to do. He knew God was sufficient. He knew God was enough. So he didn't care about the rules set by man. Now, when we go shopping, how many of, you, how many of us here like to shop? Come on. 
when we, when we go shopping, sometimes, you know, you, you, you do your shopping and then you walk to a counter and then you see that the counter is closed. Has that happened to anyone? Oh, come on. Am I, do they just do it when they see me coming? <laughs> yes. So you get to the counter and then you see, they say closed. So the counter is closed. And when you see that the counter is closed, do you stay there? No, you don't. You don't stay there because you're not going to get a response from that counter. You're not going to get anything from that counter. Church, you see, no amount of happiness in this world can check you out of your sorrows. Idols cannot help you check out from your sorrows. Your friends and family, they are wonderful, but they can never help you to check out. But God, who is supreme and sufficient, can check you out of your sorrows. God can check you out of your financial difficulty. God can check you out of your loneliness. God can check you out of that medical diagnosis. God can check you out of anything and everything. Amen. Now back to the story of Daniel. The king allowed his men to capture Daniel. He wasn't very happy about it because he also respected Daniel very much. But then the king said, I have to allow because I've signed an edict. And in those days, when you sign an, when you sign an edict, nothing can change it. You, even you, the king, you can't change it because it was supposed to be for a period of 30 days. You see, and I want you to, 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 to capture something. We always talk about Daniel in the lion's den. We always talk about the miracle that happened when he went into the den. But today... I want to shift your focus slightly. I want you to think of how he felt. I want you to put your, 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 yourselves in his position. How he felt, the VIP of the time, the celebrity of the time, being walked to the lion's den just because he prayed to God who he believes is supreme and sufficient. I just want you to think about it. I'm sure when he was walking, he was praying for something to happen. He was praying for thunder. He was praying for lightning. A miracle, anything but walking into the lion's den. So you see, there are times when you walk with faith and not with common sense. When Daniel was approaching the lion's den, I'm sure common sense was telling him, there are lions in there. This is probably the last few minutes of your life, if not the last few seconds. This is it for you. You see, there are times when you keep on praying, but then you feel like the circumstances are not changing. I'm still walking through the trouble. There are times when you keep on praying, but you feel like you are not receiving the answer you expect, and then you keep on walking through the trouble. But you see, we do not walk with common sense all the time, thank God. We walk with faith, believing in His supremacy, Believing that he is sufficient. Amen. Amen. And so Daniel walked into that lion's den fully convinced of God's supremacy, fully convinced of God's sufficiency, and he knew that he had God and God was enough. God was all he needed. He didn't care what was in that lion's den. He was okay that he prayed to his God. His God was going to be there for him. Amen. Amen. Last week, Pastor Tom, when he was, he was summing up our, our, our topic for the month, he said something. He said, God is with us even in the desert. If God says, I will be with you, 
that should be sufficient. If God says, I will be with you, that should be enough. Amen. Are you convinced of his supremacy and sufficiency today? Are you convinced of his supremacy and sufficiency, church? You see, there may be things happening in your life or there may have been horrible things that have happened in your life. But today, I want you to say what Joseph said to the people. I want you to, to say what is, what is in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. You look at your enemy, you look at, at Satan and say, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Amen. So today, I choose to see what he has done for me over the years, and I believe fully in his supremacy and sufficiency. I will not yield to anger. I will not yield to bitterness. I will not yield to defeat. I will not yield to hopelessness. I will not yield to loneliness. I will not yield to failure. But I will trust in his supremacy and sufficiency. So when I go on my knees and I raise up my hands and I lift my eyes to the heavens, I pray with the confidence that he is God. I pray with the confidence that he is sufficient. I pray with the confidence that even if I enter that lion's den, he's going to shut their mouth. I pray with the confidence that it doesn't matter what is happening around me. God is supreme and he is sufficient. Amen. So today I want to end. Yes, you can give God, God a clap. So today I want to end with a psalm of David. And we all read Psalm 23 a lot and Psalm 91 a lot. But there are other Psalms in the Bible that are equally as powerful. And I want us to end today's sermon with a Psalm of David from Psalm 24. I would like you to help me read together when I get to the last verse. But then I'll read from 1 to 10. And then at 10, I would, I would like you to all join me. And then we'll also welcome the, the worship team. They'll, they'll take us through the, the end of the service with a song. So let's read Psalm 24. And again, as I said, when I get to verse 10, I'll invite all of you to help me read this, to make this proclamation. So Psalm 24, it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessings and have a right relationship with God their Savior. Such people may seek and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord invincible in battle. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Now, can you join me, church, in reading verse number 10 who is the king of glory the lord of heaven's armies he is the king of glory who is the king of glory the lord of the lord of heaven armies thank you very much so we welcome the worship team
to, to take us through a song. But before we do that, I'd like to say a closing prayer. And thank you very much for all who joined us online. We, 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 are, we are blessed to have you as part of our ministry. And let's say a prayer together. Father, we thank you for the word you've brought to us today. We thank you for helping us understand that you are supreme. We thank you for helping us understand that you are sufficient. We thank you for helping us understand that you can do anything and everything. Father Lord, we pray and commit everything that we go through into your hands. Father, we know that when you brought your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, it was finished, it was done, and we have nothing to worry about. We bless your holy name and we thank you for all you do for us. We pray that you continue to be with us, live with us, and move amongst us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. This is Pastor Jennifer, and I want to say to you, I'm so thankful that you were able to participate in the service today. And now is the time when we make a decision to pray. To um, It's a step of action that we take after hearing the word of God. And so first and foremost, I want to invite you, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, that right now today, you invite Jesus to be the Lord of your life. So I want you to pray with me, and then I want you to send me an email or a message that says, you know what, I'm making a new start with Jesus because of what I did today. So just pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life to forgive me of all my sins and disobedience to the Word of God. And Lord, take all of me and help me to serve you in the days to come. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I'm going to live for Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I am so glad you prayed that prayer. And you know what? We don't live in private. We live in public. So tell somebody, you know what? I'm serving God now. I'm walking with Jesus now. Find someone who can help you on this new journey in this new season. Because even in new seasons and deeper walks with the Lord, we need each other. The second thing I want to say to you this morning is I know that there are many of you that are watching online that have burdens. Maybe you're home because you're sick or you've had an unfortunate circumstance. And so today, I want you to know that we at ICF Rome are your church family and we're praying for you. And so right now, I'm praying that the God of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit would come into that room and that place where you're watching and you would feel the miraculous working power of Jesus. I want you to know that the Lord is with you. You're not alone and he is going to help you and sustain you. I pray for those who are in need financially that God will open the windows of heaven and begin to pour favor on your life. You'll see the answers to the prayers you've been praying. I pray for the miracle power of healing to flow in your body right now. If you're sick, I want you to touch your head, your heart, your lungs, the part of your body, and I want you to believe as I'm believing with you right now that the healing virtue of God would flow into your body. We have seen stage three throat cancer healed. We have seen COVID healed and gone and disappeared. So I'm praying today that your 
healing would manifest in Jesus' name. And I pray that this will be one of the best weeks you've had because you will know that the Lord is walking with you. I love you. I'm thrilled that you're a part of our online campus, and we're praying for you. You send us a request. You send us a testimony so we can celebrate together. God bless you and have a wonderful week.